0: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the only cricket podcast that views Michael Vaughan's hair as the pinnacle of hairdressing. Of course, you're listening to Sticky Wickets and as ever, it's Toby and Dom, but we're joined by some special guests today. We've got April Harithay, Georgie Sutton Walker and Katie Wolfe, all players from the Nottingham Ladies cricket team. How are you all guys? Yeah, good. Thank
1: good, you. Thank How you.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much, for uh, everyone,
2: for coming on. We're really excited about this. Now, every time we have guests on the show, we play the URN Superover. So, just so we get to know them a little better, these are some quick-fire questions, just so we know each other a bit better. And if I think this is going to be quite interesting, because there's three guests on today.
0: So, Toby, if you want to start us off, mate. So, number one, which athlete from any other sport other than cricket would you like to see play cricket? Uh,
3: probably Jessica Ernest. Hill she'd be pretty good at so yeah <laughs>
1: oh I'd go a boxer Um, Tyson Fury I'd probably
4: go Usain Bolt because I heard he uh hit Chris Gale for a six once
2: a Lords Test Pfeiffer or a Lords Test 100 Uh,
3: as a bowler I would say Lords Test Pfeiffer definitely oh
1: definitely 100 100 I'd have to go a
0: Oh, a bit of a mix ago. Okay. Uh, number three, what has been your favourite match you've seen live or on TV?
3: Um, I was in Australia for the World Cup final, for the ladies' World Cup final, so that was pretty good. Women's
1: um, World Cup final, it
3: was on TV. Um,
4: yeah, the Women's World Cup final a few years ago as well, in this country, I was there against India, that was really good.
2: That's that's some. We need to hear some of those stories to be fair, because they're all great games. And I mean, I'm so jealous you were at those games. If you're walking out to bat, what song would you want to walk out to?
3: I I was certainly liking for Seven Nation Army. I don't know why, but it's kind of classic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Uptown Funk. Don't know something to get the crowd going. Maybe a bit of ABBA.
0: Oh, very nice. <laughs> bit funky. Um. Next question. What are three essentials of cricket tea?
3: i have got to say like well don't diss me for how I say this but scones um <laughs> scones and cream and jam and stuff like that uh definitely
1: you still mind scones jam
4: and cream <laughs> uh yeah you definitely have to have a few cakes in there and I do love a little pasta salad after a after a long innings of bowling
2: Oh, it's gone a lot more upmarket from last week with Tom, he said chicken nuggets. Um, <laughs> would you rather have a day at the, in the Lord's Pavilion or a night in the Holly Stand?
3: Can't go wrong with Lord's really, it's sort of, you've got to be there. Yeah, yeah it will be Lord's Pavilion for me as well.
1: Me
4: too, definitely.
0: Perfect. Glad you agree on that one. So I think now we know them all, all the girls a little bit better. So across URN this month, every podcast has celebrated the Festival of Diversity. In this episode, we'll have an open conversation about women's cricket, how far it's come, where it can go in the future. I think a good sort of opening question is how how do you, all you guys get into into cricket?
3: Um, it's sort of always been in my family, like my uncle playing for Sri Lanka and then my dad's playing as well. So I've always like grown up watching him. Um, I always saw it as a men's sport though, so I didn't really get into it or anything, but I started picking up a bat and hitting the ball around. My dad was like, you can actually do things. So that's how I started. (laughs) Um, For me, it was
1: through Chance to Shine at primary school. Um, I went to like an all girls primary school. Um, So they brought in Danny Hazel, who was the world number one at the time bowling. Um, And, She did some sessions and I just really enjoyed it and then picked it up. But when I went to secondary school, uh, joined the local club and stemmed from there, really.
4: Um, My story is not quite as impressive as April's, but um, there's basically not really any cricket in my family. But we moved house and there was a cricket club right behind my house. So um, I just went down there one day and tried a session. I really enjoyed it. So I carried on.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice to hear that there's a sort of varied pathway. everyone got into cricket, some having family ties to international cricketers. What a way <laughs> to start the podcast. Um, what was his name?
3: Oh, it's Chama Club together He's like um, Sri Lanka one day captain for a bit.
2: So, wow. yeah. Wow, Toby, we are in the presence of cricketing royalty here. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing anyone's dropped. I mean, Tom, we were happy when Tom mentioned East Africa in a quiz yesterday. So <laughs> to have an international family is, wow. I'm not really sure where to go from here. We've got a script and that was not, def- that was definitely <laughs> a script. Sorry. Um, right, back, back. wow. Um, do you think the ECB schools and clubs are doing enough to get young women and girls into cricket, guys?
3: I definitely say they're picking up a lot more these recent years, like, um, back home, girls would classically play rounders and then the boys play cricket and there was a very big divide, like, I would have to, like, go through my school to be able to play cricket, but... Um, but they've started to like change that and have girls teams actually doing competitions and stuff. So I think that's pretty impressive.
1: I think there's there's definitely
3: been a bit of a lag with it. I think
1: now it's definitely picking up, but given like five years or so, or even maybe a bit further, there was definitely too many girls almost for the opportunities that were available, which was really good that there was girls keen, but it meant there was quite a lot of limit to how much that individuals could each play um it's definitely improving and hopefully it'll continue to do so
4: yeah I'd probably agree with G actually because um when I was going through school I'd say when I was younger there wasn't really any cricket around and then slowly as um I got older and it came to secondary school they'd put on competitions for schools and things um which was great but I'd say maybe just targeting at a younger age in primary schools and having actual coaches going in would be great because I know it's usually just kind of down to PE teachers and I don't think um, girls cricket is probably one of their main focuses.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's very true. And Obviously, Katie touched on this at the end, but how, how would you guys all sort of encourage more young women in, in the sport to get into cricket and, and how, are, how are the Uni of Nottingham doing it as well?
4: I'd say, yeah, I'd say just coaches going into schools is great. Um, now with all the new competitions happening, I think it's just important that even with all the new teams being made, that they're just targeting like grassroots as well, rather than just focusing on the top level players. Um, yeah, and then I guess social media is a big thing now. Like I know we've done a lot of promotion at um, the uni team to get more players and like keep social and keep interacting throughout lockdown and everything. So I think um, yeah, social media is probably a good tool as well.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think getting kids to games that are on and when COVID obviously allows, getting them into stadiums, seeing the atmosphere, and having a good time. Um, getting games on TV, like how good's it been to have the Test match recently on Channel Four. Like that's never happened in the years I've played cricket, and I've been playing for more than ten years. Um, and then yeah, like Katie said, social media is massive now and a really good way for people who don't really play sport to just see that like a friendly club and they can come along and just pick it up as they go along
3: and there's sort of no pressure on it.
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I'm sorry, April, I just cut you off. What were you about to say?
3: Oh, I was just going to agree and just say like a foundation is good so the girls don't shy away from the opportunity because I personally like found it quite daunting going into like a game with just boys because I would have to play with the boys team. So having a girls' set-up would definitely like promote from the younger years.
2: Yeah, I, I, we completely agree there. And just touch on what you said, Georgie, about um, getting uh, t- uh, getting on the TV, Ebony Rainford-Brent has said you can't be what you can't see. With women's cricket uh, being on terrestrial television for the first time on the BBC last summer, it's also going to be at the Commonwealth Games at Edgbaston. And just today it has been announced the 100 will begin with the Oval Invincibles and Manchester Originals women's team being the first hundred uh, match. How important is it for women's cricket to be on terrestrial TV or even on Sky TV?
1: Massively important. Massively. I think if you asked like round our ladies club to list England players past and present, everyone would probably be able to name more men than women. And I think that's hugely down to the fact that women's cricket's never been on TV before. Um, And even in the media, like on like the BBC news app, wherever you read your news, like the, um, the women's cricket doesn't get a mention in sort of the headline section. You have to actually actively look for it, which is a real shame. And I think it is improving, but um could definitely be better.
4: Yeah, I also saw that um The 100 is going to be streamed on BBC and Sky, isn't it? So that'll be good to be able to see like the women playing um, on those. And like, I'm pretty sure they're doing the men's matches and the women's matches on the same day, which should hopefully get a bit more publicity so I think they're doing it quite well.
3: Yeah definitely it's important to like organise the women and have like the same sort of treatment as you would have the men so people don't sort of fall into the stigma like oh, women playing cricket it's a bit weird but it's like can show that we can actually do the same things.
0: Yeah no, that's great I think as you said there Katie the sort of back-to-back t um, Twenty hundred matches I think can be quite a good idea I remember going to see um, Surrey play at home a few years ago and there was the Surrey Stars were playing just before I think some of the Eng- England national players like Nat Civil were playing which was great to see and the, there was quite a surprising not surprising but a large number of, of of people there watching it so I think it's good to see that if they can get more back-to-back games going then then it'll hopefully get the uh, women's game have have more spectators there.
1: We're on campus and
0: we're online. We're online. University. On to, oh, Radio. moments. When England won the Women's World Cup in 2017 at Lords. over 100 million people watched watched it. And since then, the IPL, the 100 and the Big Bash have all started female leagues. Guys, how exciting is it to see more money going into the women's game?
1: Massive
4: <laughs> Yeah, it's extremely exciting. I just think... Um, it it should have come earlier really like I don't I don't think that there should be all this stuff for men and nothing for women but it's great to see and just see it growing yeah.
1: I think it massively helps with the like younger players coming through like the sort of maybe county pathways and stuff that there's an end goal and a more realistic almost end goal now with all the like the uh, Rachel Hayhoe Flint trophy that was played last year as well there's so much more opportunity for girls to get um money for playing you know professional contracts that means they can like put the time into their cricket and spend hours in the gym and training and the the nets um I mean when I was county there was the county first team so once you got to under 17s and you finished age groups it was county first team that was obviously quite difficult to get into and there wasn't a lot else um so seeing these extra pathways is just amazing to get you know people to stay within the game
3: definitely like promoting it more allowing people to like focus on the actual sport that they're playing rather than women having to like balance other things alongside not being able to like focus on their professional sport so it's definitely given a lot more opportunity and it's yeah it's more exciting I personally find it more motivational like I actually have an end goal to like get to a certain point in regional cricket get to a certain point in like county so I can definitely use it
2: yeah, and I think we've briefly did World Cup final, and you guys have seemingly all been to one. What's that experience like? Because I, I've applied for tickets for seemingly everything and got nothing back. So, what is it like being in Australia or at that Lord's World Cup final? What was it like, guys?
3: It's insane. The atmosphere was something I would, like never experienced again. I don't think it was just a packed MCG. I like, it's so difficult to imagine, but it was. It was amazing, and it. Yeah, again. I found it really motivational. Like, I'm going to be there one day. I want to be there. So that just made me, like, drive harder, train harder.
2: Toby, we need to clip that up because when April does make it to the big leagues, we need to say she was on this podcast, right? Really <laughs> clip that up, mate. Clip that up. Um, <laughs> what, but for those who were in England, what was it like for the Women's World Cup at Lord's?
4: Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Like, the same, just a really great atmosphere. And that match was really close as well. So I remember it was really tense, like... You had um, fan, like England fans and India fans all together in the same stands and it was there was like a lot of banter and stuff.
2: it was just, it was just great yeah. Yeah it, I, I think I heard a stat. It was it was the youngest audience at well at Lord's for that day with a lot of young uh, families there. And I think that's going back to what we've talked about previously is how important it is to get the next generation involved. And I'd be really interested to hear, Georgie, what did you think of that watching that final? Do you think it broke um, almost a barrier for many young women and girls to get into the sport? Or do you think it was just just in the cricket community?
1: No, I think it was, it made headlines, didn't it? So it bro- definitely broke into the wider community as well. I think that was maybe the moment as well that a lot of the media were like, wow, people are actually interested in women's cricket. Like we need to keep this momentum up and get it going and like obviously the likes of the hundred coming in hopefully this year and stuff has really gone with that and it's there's a lot more in schools for both boys and girls now and I suppose the all-stars probably was only shortly after that maybe I'm not sure of the timings but um there's so many more pathways for the for young kids to get involved now and it's so so good to see
2: yeah and Let's let's talk about the university team now. It's been obviously last year very difficult due to coronavirus, and obviously a season. It does feel a bit wasted. But what are your aspirations for this summer? Like, I'm, we're not too sure. With me and Toby are freshers, we we haven't been here long enough to experience a cricket season. So, what is the summer usually like for the ladies team? Usually, um, we
1: do fixtures against like local universe well fairly local it's sort of regional league for the women's i'm not sure how it is for the men's teams um so we play the likes of loughborough which is always a tough game and then oxford cambridge uh warwick and a few others um we try and get everyone who wants to play a game involved but obviously we do like to win some as well so we have a really nice balance as a club that there's usually um enough sort of experienced players on the team that can sort of bring along the people that are maybe playing for their first match um, and really get everyone involved where possible.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, just out of interest, how many teams do you guys have?
1: We currently just have the one outdoor team, but we're sort of working on some development matches with the hope to have um, like a second eleven within the next few years.
4: This year is the first year I think we've had a development captain, isn't it? So yeah, she's just working hard to like kind of create that team. Um, and get those players a few more matches.
0: Yeah, that's good to okay. hear.
2: Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, April. This is your first year. You've mentioned off air that you're a fresher. This is your first year. How excited are you to play for it? Well, well, this might be a stepping stone for your England career. It sounds like. <laughs> How excited are you to uh, play for University of Nottingham?
3: Fazing. I like. I've always wanted to, like represent the university. Like I had the choice between Loughborough and like Nottingham, and I just. Yeah, I just went Nottingham and just found like an easy choice. I just, yeah, I was really looking forward to like the indoor season. Well, obviously that didn't happen, but obviously I'm going to take that sort of motivation towards um, summer season. And hopefully like make the team stronger and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely looking forward to like playing with Katie in June. Seeing how they performed like, over the winter, is like it definitely made me more excited for the summer.
0: And then so to any young women listening who go to the Union of Nottingham, how can they get involved in the cricket team, guys?
1: drop us a follow on social media and um, see what, see our um, updates on there. We train twice weekly at David Ross, Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. Um, come along. You don't have to have played before. You don't even have to know what cricket is. Like just come along, have a chat, see what it's like. And if you love it, which you will stay.
2: <laughs> well, that's so nice to hear that people can just literally drop in. And it does sound like a really friendly team. And I think there is a sort of, um, I think With some men's teams, you get the idea that it's quite, let's be honest, quite fierce. But you guys seem like you want to win, which is good to hear, but you also are willing to get new people involved, which I think can be quite daunting if people maybe haven't played cricket before, maybe are having their first year in cricket, maybe aren't the best at cricket. But you guys seem really willing to have, well, obviously get the win, but also make everyone feel welcome, which I think is really important in cricket.
4: Yeah, just 100%. Like, we obviously want to win. We want to do as well as we possibly can, but also the club's not going to get anywhere eventually if we don't keep bringing in new players. So I think we just want as many people to come and enjoy cricket with us as possible, really.
1: We have a big focus as well as a club on like, even though we're improving year on year, like at books, competitions, etc. There's a massive focus on keeping that friendly nature and that development side of it. And that's sort of represented even within the committee. There's people that have played a lot of cricket and people that had never played before until they joined the club in first year. So it's really nice to keep that um, momentum going so that we can attract more and more members each year.
2: Well, it's, it sounds amazing. And we will pro- we hope we'll be able to cover some of your games this summer. And it's been a delight having April, Georgie and Katie all on the podcast go well for your season. And we can't wait to watch you. That's, we'll be delighted to cover you and the men's team this year. And hopefully the URN will be with us. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened. We really do appreciate you listening. Thank you again for coming on at such short notice. That's me and Toby's fault. And thanks for listening. Go well. Thank you very much. Thank,
1: thank you. you. Thank you.
2: URN.